Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi everyone, episode 118 of the world famous Sports Fist. Gritty, gutsy, got a lot of want to. Uh, doesn't show up in the box score very often, but... Uh, Much like the first 45 minutes of this show. We try like a motherfucker. Uh, quick background, I don't want to get too meta, but we just recorded like an hour and uh, none of that. 20 minutes, well, 20 minutes we tried to record and failed. Yeah. Uh, recording is, uh, is tonight, absolutely eh, factually incorrect. We did not record that first half hour. We did talk to each other with microphones in our face. Uh, that was just like a fantasy thing that didn't actually happen. So uh, we're back now. Um, I'm Brandon. Uh, with me is Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. How's it going? John, hi, John. I bet this happens on KFAN all the time where they're not on the air for 25 <laughs> minutes. And they're like, yeah, I forgot to hit the broadcast button. There are moments in Common Man when he's just got, like, 45 seconds of silence, so similar to that, I guess. Yeah, that's basically what we're doing here. Our special guest is Eric Durkee. Hi, Eric. Hey, I've already used all my good stuff, so I'm We're going to make you tell all the stories again. The C material's coming out for this one. Uh, I would like you to tell the Brad Childers story again, because I feel like that should be out there. We, I would love to tell the Brad so Childers story. So do a quick background of where you've worked before again. Reminisce. For all the people who didn't just hear you tell it. Okay. Currently uh, PR director for Minnesota United, pro soccer team here. Uh, my path to that spot has gone through the Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota Timberwolves. So You're here buttering up the uh, mainstream media member next to you. Uh, this is uh, not objective whatsoever. Yeah. Is, oh, John's the main John. sh- mainstream media I'm member? I'm the mainstream oh, media okay. member? Yes. Right. Brandon, right now I'm recording <laughs> a podcast that actually can't record correctly. <laughs> I don't think that mainstream counts as mainstream. Mainstream is against, John. <laughs> <laughs> the, the soccer columnist, the professional yeah, soccer, there you go. soccer columnist. Soccer insider. No longer the newspaper, just blogger, what, The newspaper of record. That's they right. print my picture in the paper. Goddamn and right they do. Pat Royce yeah. might hate me. You know what, John? You're the best fucking thing that's happening at that newspaper right now. There Besides our friend Michael Rand. You guys are tied for number one. Yeah, I do like Ramball. I do like Ramball. So people. you worked all these places. You worked for the Vikings back in the Chile era. Back in the Chile, the Brett Favre era, the dome collapse, and the uh, reintroduction of Randy Moss. And era. the reintroduction of Brett Favre's um, little gentleman. Yeah, we had some really good banter about his penis yeah. earlier. That yeah, was we good. talked yeah. a lot about it. I yeah. feel like I talked about it too much, and I got a couple weird looks, so yeah, I'm happy that that didn't yeah. record. Nope. I didn't mean just just... I just want to say sorry, guys. I didn't mean to talk about Brett Favre's penis for 
20 straight minutes. Yeah, well, I don't know. We can try to know. explain why we said put glitter glue on it, but that really Silly just Silly Putty seems, was involved. I, just, yeah, it just I feel bad. Like not knowing, the not knowing is better than the knowing at this okay. point. But um, So anyway, uh, Brad Childress, uh, former Vikings head coach, the... Um, I mean, a lot of people are known for having great personalities, <laughs> and Brad Childress is known for not having a great personality or, or any pers- personality <laughs> or actually being alive. Yeah. And yet he's <laughs> alive. a human man. He's exactly. not known for being alive. His blood true. doesn't actually pump. It's just there, like, pooling in, like, various parts of his body. But All in- Brad Childress is is a collection, of, a collection of neurons that are firing and calling Chester Taylor off tackle to the left. <laughs> <laughs> now that's got to be like a, an, a f- some sort of front, right? Because he's got one of the most intense jobs you can have in America, head coach of a fucking football team, mm-hmm. and I would call it pseudo intense. Let's pretend this is intense. Well, uh, I don't mean important intense, but like a high energy uh, heart rate level. If we're measuring, uh, I work in marketing. My heart rate is not. <laughs> there's heart no amp up. up. How much is day. on the line in any given play? I'll tell you when I open up my daily Excel file to see what the performance of BestBuy.com was the day before. I mean, I'm fucking. That's I'm intense. I'm revved. I'm You're revved there. up. You know. But I have to imagine that's a little bit less than than what he does. It's amazing to be to have that job and be that dull. How does it fucking happen? Nobody else is that. I mean, they're dull. Yeah, you think you would have acquired a veneer of interestingness, but but like Bill Belichick is dull, right? And he's one of the best NFL coaches. He's not of all dull. Time. He cheated on his wife, and yeah, he's ornery and cranky. He's okay, crazy. So that's, okay, so it's not just lack of. Les Frazier's kind of dull, but I have to think he's got a little. He was on, but he was on the eighty-five Bears. <laughs> but you would think Les that Frazier <laughs> is the modern-day Art Shell, just standing there chewing gum, yep. with absolutely nothing happening. Just, I wonder, just what's going like. Well, this is weird that this is happening, and I have no control. Maybe just like this Zen sort of feeling of like. I don't know, man. I'm not out on the field. Can you imagine being Leslie Frazier and having every Vikings fan being angry that you're not more angry and not more upset? Yeah, like Fans yeah. are yelling at radio stations saying, I want to see Leslie Frazier freak It's the, the Joe Maurer effect. He's the same way. Get mad. Right. Or Delman Young. Remember how care? mad you used to get at Delman Young? Like, you struck out. Flip out, man. I'm not it's sure like, Delman Young understood that he only got three strikes. He did look weirdly like, what? so now do, what do yeah, I do? I do I walk I back to the dugout? Still, the great one of the, one of my favorite sports memories is when Delman Young tried to charge his own dugout. <laughs> yes, Jose Maharis <laughs> tried to kill Jose Maharis. Unbelievable! Right? I mean, that's the best thing that's ever happened to the Minnesota Twins, and I, that includes two World Series titles. I mean, yeah, honestly, actually, you think about sports memories. We don't have a whole lot of. We have a couple championships. We've got some good memories, but yeah. memories in terms of like things that I look back on and just absolutely make me happy. That's one of them. Yep. That's one of the fucking greatest Minnesota <laughs> for me. I must be some sort of weird cynic no, nihilist. No, that was, no, that's a Minnesota. top five fucking memory for me. Yep. I mean, there's other ones too, but that is top five for me. And, um, and, and again, I, I feel like I mention this every few podcasts, but I don't give a shit. Um, top three for me is legitimately Ponder's Hail Mary. 
That was the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. It was it was such an exciting moment of maybe they can do this, and then just to have it happen and be immediately not angry the Vikings lost. Nobody was disappointed. Was so Everybody in the state was like, of course, of course, of course. that wasn't going to happen. I, will never, I mean, it landed at like the seven-yard line, and I he will, started at the 40. Yep. I like will never he not be happy. Yards. And he wound About up. Christian Ponder. <laughs> he he gave it his all. And flinging the ball as far as he can. And in an looks, indoor stadium. The body language of the wide receiver standing in the end zone just with their hands well, dropping. First their, their arms start the up ball. and then they just drop them quickly like no. Was, was Joe Webb on the other end of that potentially? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, How he, does he, he feel he if he's in, on the other end of that? Yeah. <laughs> he was in for the helm, although I don't think anyone has any compassion for Joe Webb after the playoff <laughs> no. game. No. I think everyone's like, oh, we got a shot at this one. Yeah. Oh. We're going to sneak up on Green and Bay and like with the second play he ran for 12 yards and everyone's like, yeah, this Super is Bowl. happening. Super Bowl. It's a shameful moment for me that I was briefly for five minutes in that camp of they're going to sneak up on him. It's one game. It. Fucking who knows? He just well, yeah. like. Well, you're on a high because the week before, Adrian Peterson almost broke the NFL rushing record. We we it watched a, it together yes, exactly. at Liquor Lyles. What great a day. Game. A guy showed up in uh, Vikings onesie the jammies. Vikings, yeah, two Excellent. guys. Footies? Full, like, yep, footies and everything. Footies. Footy, yep, normal dude. Pajamas. Was it yep. someone that we know? No, it was not. Nope. No, but he was standing like three feet away from us, and I was sitting next to Dana, and we just mm-hmm. like would get happy and just point. Just point at this guy. Hey, look at this guy right here. He's he's, he's amazing that he's doing that. Um, But we all built ourselves up into that, too. I mean, once Ponder went down, we're like, hey, we still got a chance now. We got a shot. Everyone was. Well, Joe Webb, like, ran all over the Eagles a couple of games before. We're like, I don't fucking know. Maybe. He ruined the Vikings draft pick that one year by running all over the Eagles in week (laughs) 17. Yeah. Andy Reid's finest hour, I'm assuming. Um, so where the hell ever, did we get started with this? Did you ever uh, fart by Brad Childress? <laughs> <laughs> Fun so, fact. Fun fact. So you know, it's so funny. <laughs> Stu asked that to every goddamn guest, and it's a, it's a no, right? And I mean, it's obviously a no, right, Eric? But this time it's a yes. Oh, boy. Whoa. This time, guys, I'm it's going a yes. to need to know more. <laughs> so you're an intern for the Vikings. Intern for the Vikings. I, I started in stadium development with them, did that for two years, worked my way out of a job there, uh, but did a year of PR. Part of the, the perks in being a Vikings intern is that you get to eat the amazing meals that all the players eat. So three square meals a day, mm-hmm. everything, every assortment of fruit, turkey burgers. They have a different dish every day. I, I want to just jump in for sure. a second to talk about something I've talked about a number of times on the podcast, which was Chuck Klosterman writing about the Cleveland Browns like two years ago. You've never and, mentioned this on the podcast. And writing about how excellent everyone with the Browns thought that their new cafeteria was with this new administration and apparently only in 2013 the Browns figured out you know we probably should serve something beyond Aramark at the training facility <laughs> for these people that we're paying to do something physically active we probably should think about something other than burgers off a grill <laughs> yeah. that are being grilled by somebody in the parking lot shout out to Chuck Klosterman Fantastic writer. Before we move on to the actual story, I just wanted to uh, point out, it's important for me to point out when I take the high road because I very rarely do. Uh, You said I get to eat exactly what the players eat. There's a joke here involving Bryant McKinney uh, that (laughs) I'm just going to let go. Some of the the sex boat things that went on during that. I know Stu was going to go there as well. I'm just saying we're on the high road, and we're not going to mention that. This is a class. You're talking talking food here, sir. Food. Food. Yes. Yes. So so a little, a quick 
initiator between uh, Brad Childers and I, and, and one of our first reactions as I was with the club, we, um, as I said, they have a great cafeteria. I was in there one morning. They uh, they do build your own omelets and pancakes. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Mm. Uh, so BYO omelet? Yes. God, you just, love you just hit that every time, Love right? a good omelet. They have an omelet bar, guys. Yeah. Um, so I was there. I was busting my tray. Uh, it was a Tuesday after my night football game. It was just me and uh, Mr. Childress in the cafeteria. I, uh, I was walking past him within inches, and I said, hey, Brad, how's it going? I got, uh, I got no response whatsoever, not even a nod. Just silence. Not even a grunt. No, not, not, not even a... At least a grunt. Did he yeah. think you were like a busboy? But even if you're a busboy, you're You'd a You'd say, I'm being. still eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be right. a funny you're thing. A hey, how are you doing? I'm still eating. Yes, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Not Anger would have been better than Correct. just looking past you like you're not even there. It would make like him... such a non-entity that he can't even say it would hello. Make it, no. I, I he'd was, be an angry human being, but God damn it, at least he'd be a human being. So... <laughs> not so, so far. So I was unacknowledged, if that's a word. Um, bust my tray, came back, and, and I decided to double down on my Brad mm-hmm. interactions. I, I went for it again. I went for the double try. Um... Same exact result. Nothing. And this is, a, this is a cafeteria with zero people in it other than us two. You're a ghost to him. I was, I it's was just you saying, hey, ghost. Brad, how's it going? Echoing <laughs> there, off It's the wall. so easy echo, to just echo, say echo, fine echo. or terrible. Yeah. What, you know, he was anything. just like, is that a human? I heard something. Just, I don't. Hey. Hi. So nothing. Hello, fellow person. <laughs> no. Get away from I, me. I was Even that. Get away that from me. Person who works for the team that I also yeah, work for. Yeah, or just to fuck you. I mean, I would have been. I would have been. Thrilled with a fuck you. What a story. That would be awesome. Yes. Like if it's a Belichick or something. Exactly. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Fuck you. Right. So then, then oh, then. God, I would love that. So I got I got a form of comeuppance. With, Did uh, somebody with just Mr. say Childers. sportive? Someone just, said, someone just wow. gave a sportive fist Sportive. Do we do auto, is the autograph section after oh, the, the podcast? I don't know what to do right now. I'm a little afraid. We'll do you guys see. have autograph cards? Is that a... I got a, I got a couple eight by ten glossies in my trunk. Beautiful. We have pictures. <laughs> we have headshots of. Brandon, you never know. Okay. <laughs> by far our prettiest member. Excellent. And we sign those with his name and hand them out <laughs> to fans of the podcast, and they have his measurements on the back for some reason. Which yeah. which, which specific measurements? Dick. Yep. Just, oh, soft just dick, dick, hard soft dick, hard dick, just two of them, and circumference. Middling yeah. dick. But yeah, soft, just but they can judge for themselves. Some Kevin Gorg's. Measurements. I don't know why. Oh, wow. <laughs> we just we got them from we the like Burnsville High School Athletic toast. Department, and uh, well, uh, am, uh, his measurements goal, are with the police department. My new goal is to make sportive trading cards that are just nothing but Kevin Gorg cards. Exactly. <laughs> you can do you can do trading cards really easy. So. His very hairy, swarthy forearms. Am I, am I making this? Was this an acid dream of mine that the NFL and the Combine did? Penis measurements? Is that a thing? I feel like there's a story about that. has to be an acid dream. Okay. There's no way. It's a good acid dream, though. It's either an acid dream or probably something we joked about in the sportives. Okay. (laughs) It's the only two We'll credit it to sportives. That's that's better. We should back up just for a second and say, have you ever listened to one of our episodes before? I listened to the one that this was on. Don't worry about it. It's okay. (laughs) It is fine. But so much love for you guys. You know what? We haven't listened to any of them either. That makes you oh, feel so better. perfect. So we're I on haven't the same been boat. to a United all, game since. Well, we did listen to the one that we did earlier tonight. That's yeah, true. We were all here for that one. All, okay. One we're of our many lost page. episodes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, have you farted yeah. by Brad Childress? <laughs> okay. So back to the story at hand yep. here. So my comeuppance with Mr. Childress, and, and I brought this up, but guys, when you go to the bathroom, number one, you uh, and when, when you're alone, maybe when you're not alone, who cares? But you have a tendency to, to pass gas. It's, it's a freedom zone. You want to just yeah. get everything Muscles out. Muscles are right? relaxed. I do exactly. it freely no matter what, but I definitely do it more when I'm alone. Yeah. yeah. So I don't do it if someone's standing next to me. You don't even let one squeak? No. 
Really? Not at all. I'm what if not it's that like confident. a what if you know that it's like an intern and you're like a like you can just with power if you wanted to blow one out you could. Yeah, I would be too embarrassed of the you whole. Still thing. don't because you never know what's gonna come sliding out. You know what I mean? But you're well, gonna poop your but pants. You're in the bathroom. No, no, no. no. You're in the bathroom. That's not what I'm saying. What else slides out, Chuck? I was gonna God. say. How much fiber do you eat? Wow. <laughs> I have three pounds of Metamucil a day. I, my six, I never fart because I, I half the time I just shit myself. It's a 50-50 chance <laughs> that so poop I start my out. morning with six bran muffins and an entire <laughs> pot of coffee. More it's like a dangerous game that I'm playing. Smoke a half a pack of cigarettes, have a chew, and I go into the bathroom. And you fucking at that point, what happens, bro? You do not know what's gonna happen. John has one of the few tandem unit bathrooms. It's a urinal and uh, a bidet behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he just, just goes a, for it. Yeah. A safety bidet, if you he's, will. He's one of those guys that pulls his pants all the way down to the ankles. Just because oh, he never knows. Yeah. It's, it's a safety bidet. too many pants. Every time. Uh, I have definitely snuck a peek at who's standing next to me and considered, can I let him squeak or not? Oh, so you, ju- you look first. Sometimes I'll look and be like, oh, I know him. Oh, so you need to know the guy. To but if it's like, oh, fuck, it's my CMO. I don't want to be the guy that just like butt trumpet next to the CMO. But so there's no right? power play there? Yeah. That's what I feel like there is. Like, okay. I'm not, not going to. Is the power play to you. But yes. farting could be not the power a, okay. play. So you maybe you're, you're the CMO the really, could be, really enjoys a good fart. That's the thing. Maybe it's maybe that's your bonding moment and you just missed it. It'd be great to just let one rip. He's like, yep. All right. Great. Chimes in. You would raise. What's your name, happen. son? <laughs> <laughs> You're the type of go-getter I want on my Let's get EM you out of the mailroom and into the exam. Now, that's the aggressive of- attitude we need in the C-suite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know. I okay. don't know. Sometimes there's a little bit of thought that goes into whether you let one rip or not. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. So so for me... So getting back uh, to you. Sure. So for me... Because the lead up of the story has been an uh, hour and a half. This yeah. is really good. This is, this is great. Minute 27. This though. doesn't end with you fist fighting after shitting on his face. No. I don't know how it's going to fucking it. end. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as a guy, maybe girls do this too. I don't know. I don't know. But if you're alone... you Girls you have, stand you, up to pee? Gr- Whoa. Fart when what does they it pee? come out of? Fart when they pee. <laughs> Oh, this boy. changes everything. <laughs> so, so when you're alone, you you know when I'm alone, you you have a, you made. I think a when everybody's alone, I don't think that's I don't think that's just you. I think that's the universe. You need to get it out of your okay. system as soon as possible exactly. when you're alone. So so I'm at the urinal. I, I think it's a safe place. Get the evil out. And I push. So so you put me in and I push. And as soon as I push, the door opens, and he walks right behind me. And, and mind you, the <laughs> diet the previous night and morning was not great. Yep. So this is a bad one. And I knew going in. That's yeah. why I surveyed the scene, did some recon in the bathroom to make sure I was alone. Yeah. Uh, and who walks in but the, the mustachioed Mr. <laughs> Brad Childers. Just walking through your something died inside me. It's yes. come up in. Yes. Part that's clouding yes. this bathroom. I, I crop dusted the head coach yep. of the Minnesota Vikings. Good. And I was happy with it. I wouldn't that's say that about any other coach. Good. I would say you live the dream of the entire, maybe the upper Midwest. Well, that's what got me the job with the Timberwolves and Minnesota United. That's, that's the first bullet point on my resume. In fact, I have a thesis about it. It's in my the resume. only thing on your resume, one bullet. It Farted is. on chili. And my cover letter is just a sketch that I draw of me farting on, on children. Yeah, it's good to so show like when it came out, like a yep. timeline, like a transition yeah. well, animation yeah, of a PowerPoint. It's like a cartoon strip, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's me getting in, me yeah. looking around, the quizzical, you know, Brad Childers. Like those uh, Japanese animations yeah. when they, exactly. like, of yeah. the news. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the full-on reproduction of an event. In, yeah, in I love those. This story was yes. better the second time. I'm not going to lie to you. I like this one better. Yeah, all right. I'm glad we had again. It's so much better. You know, it's so important that you set the context, though, first of that he is a, a jerk. Sure. Because it makes it so much better, that payout. If you just started with the farting, I might be like, 
Well, that's going to mean. Well, I don't know. Brad could be a good guy. Yeah. Maybe he's misunderstood in the media. These mainstream media members like John here, like yep. just like yes. paints people, like these columnists. Football insiders. These fucking columnists for the newspapers too. I mean, you know they're what I mean? Liars. Like Us they just, yeah, insiders. they we paint their the own truth. picture. You know, so it's, it's so, but when you started with that, it just makes the payout so much better. I'm so happy you farted on him. Me too. To be honest, it's I'm really yeah, I bet you would have been better if you had held him down in the bathroom and farted on his head. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe a uh, swirly finish. Yep. Sure. Oh. Finish okay. with the swirly. Next time I'm, I'm near Brad, that's what I will do. Yeah. Really, should, we should just send you around the state farting on the people that we want to be farted on. Yeah, it's like the guy who tries like a cheeseburger in every restaurant or, yep. you know, who does all these different things. Yeah. That, that, that could be like my kind of fame. I'll get I some will PR contribute. behind it. And, mm-hmm. I'll contribute to your Kickstarter to go fart on Tim Brewster. Okay. I'll contribute to anything you want to do to Glenn Mason. This could be a thing. I'll just stake if myself out in bathrooms. Car, let's yep. play the string out here. Okay. So uh, you are proposing a Kickstarter to fart on Tim Brewster. Yep. Which is, I, I love it. I love the idea. Um, so you, Eric, yes. are going to... Oh, he's kickstarting for me to fart on, not yep. himself. This is, okay. This no, 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 it's, it's for I'm, you. I'm the fart you, about you town. Seem, the you seem to be okay. good at You've it. You've done it before. Yep. I am. I am. There's no sense sending a novice. No, to do right. a man's you, work. You wanna, okay, no. so you decide it's going to be like two grand for him yep. to fart on Tim Brewster. So we get, we fund it, right? We fund it. We have uh, we have like seven listeners. Most of them are here yes. in the building, staring at us. Yes. Um. So you just drive down then, and you find out where he's going to be, well, and you, you just up, sort yeah, of you, walk up. And I, do, I would do my research. I, I'd find where where his bathroom restroom hotspots are. Yeah. I think. Yep. And this is you know I'm. I'm Flying by the seat of my pants here, but I think that's the way to do it. You kind of scout him out. Yeah. Maybe you ask some people to know. You look for the, the right bathroom opportunities, I think is what it is. I think it's interesting also to think about, like, his hydration routine. Okay. Like, is he an early morning guy? Is he going to be mid-morning? Well, that's the thing. Think Dude, about it. And, and farting on him when he's pooping is not the same as when he's at a no. stall next to you. So it has to be That's just a wasted pee. time. That's just a, that's a wasted chunk of gas, and it's a wasted I also think, though, let's... I mean, I know we're just thinking out loud here, but... Could you, could you, could you, could <laughs> you, classic Como Park reference. <laughs> Thank you. Eric went to Como Park. That's the right. joke there. So as we're fardballing, could you sneak under a stall and do it while he's in there? You got to, when I, I mean, sneak he's, under he's the not same going stall that he's in, that he's in, so he's I not going anywhere. You hotbox him. You hotbox him in the wow. stall. Again, the again. So he can't get out. <laughs> hey, hey. No bad ideas right now, yeah, right? Because we're, we're in the fart ball. We're in the we're in the trust tree. Yeah. We're in the trust tree. Trust tree. Yeah. In the fart zone. <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. I just feel like Senator Larry Craig's spank bag material right <laughs> if here. We, <laughs> if we really want to get Tim Brewster I would back, that the title of the podcast, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. iTunes already. We'd be put us. on every list that we're not already on at that point. I'm just thinking, if you really want to get Tim Brewster back, which seems like it's the genesis of the uh, the inspiration here. What a way to do it! Now, but as part of the that's a peaceful time for a, for a, for an adult man in a stall. In a, in a stall and all is of a sudden, very peaceful time. Shit! Now, as part of the Kickstarter, my meals kick farter. Kick farter. Okay, well done. All right, we're we're really wow. footballing wow. on these Kickstarters. This is getting here. super punny. <laughs> I love um, it. So, as part of the kick farter, the <laughs> the campaign, the two thousand dollar go fart goal me. that we've reached. <laughs> the as old part of that, <laughs> the the meal plan. So I, so I would assume you get a per diem. Okay, so I get a per diem. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, and not like the, the level of uh, of food that you're used to working in these professional organizations. Sure, I'm thinking sure. okay. 6 7 cents a day. 
Six, oh, yeah. okay. I'm thinking nothing but Taco Bell. Buy a bag of rice. I can, I can do that. Or just go in there and steal a whole bunch of hot sauce. Yeah. Three. Let's just make this yeah. as terrible as possible. Bare Bones Kickstarter. Okay. Kickfire. Bare bon- okay. Excuse me. Well, I'm in. If we want to launch this. Yep. Cool. I'm in. Who else I, have you farted on, sir? I Anybody else? Home and I've, well, I farted on John several down. times here. I'm sure he's felt the ripple in the vinyl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Booth I'm too around. busy. Well, it is weird, and I know that nobody can see us, but it is weird that you are sitting on top of his head. <laughs> well, that, That's odd. How better to fart? It's like the princess in the pea. You know, he doesn't know if I'm unless I'm right on top. This is of his exactly head. how it works at Minnesota United Games as well. We probably Aaron should have seen it coming. Talking about farting while Speaking sitting on somebody's Minnesota United, head. I have some questions oh. about Minnesota United, if that's okay. Oh, we okay. Grill him. Can we tra- can we Get transition him. to that or not? That was not as good as Let's your earlier transition. No, I know, but, that, but that's lost. But we lost that. We lost that to the midst of time. So that was just as good. That lost segue was unbelievable. What is the media spread like? For uh, Minnesota United, say so you're covering a game. What's your what's the spread for media types? Well, John is is well aware of our media spread. John dominates our media spread. Quite dominates. We, um, I'm the only one in the press box, and so it's just me and Eric. No, 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 no. We have a, we have a thorough media following, John. <laughs> don't don't sell us short here. So New York Times. New York, Wall Street Today, Journal, there's the Guardian, me, BBC, there's Sports, seven more people from the northernpitch.com. It's, it's the huge. Guardian. That's there's great. The one the guy who, the Guardian, the there's the there. one guy who does the stats. What's that guy's name again? Pete? That would be Edwin McGregor. Edwin? McGruger? McGruber? McGruber! He's a good guy. He's no longer with us, though. He's still he's alive. He's the stats, and he's What happened to him? You and your dick jokes, McGruber. You got a different job. That's a shame. Who's going to... Who's going to talk into their cell phone to uh, Russian mobsters? I, that's a good question. I don't know who does our well, stats anymore. <laughs> that joke's going to make like seven people laugh who listen no. to this. Okay. <laughs> McGruber! <laughs> so, so I learned really quickly not even seven people from so. the Vikings that uh, a way to the media is through their stomachs. And I think that's a, that's a universal yes, rule I think that for is all very press. true. Um, but one of the big things that I was... Oh. Oh, here we go. Thank you. Got a fan. Oh. I, I'm a fan. currently oh, wearing a, a Miguel Ibarra number nine USA jersey. Yes. That's not that, a game-worn jersey, is it? No, this is one of the jerseys that I bought as the PR director that we were going to use as for some sort of contest. Yeah. All right. And then we sold him. And so we just had him so laying around. So now there's nothing so to do with it. It's a five-finger lending uh, You can still do right it. Now. He's still the most famous Minnesota United player. He well, currently is, sure. You did get a nice fist bump from a ginger. Yep. And local I, ginger. I didn't turkey him or whatever those other things are. Um, but one of the things I learned was that uh, you need a good spread for the media. And Bob Hag and the PR director for the Vikes would task me with buying snacks for Vikings games. So this is, it's, it's very highly regarded that you have to have really good snacks. And this is anything from Laffy Taffy to Skittles to mini fun-sized candy bars to all sorts of chips. Uh, so so we, what's the strategy here? Is just a variety of, we got, some, we got some sweet, we got some savory, we got to make sure we get all... Sweet and savory. Run, and run savory. the gamut a of the taste buds. Salted nut roll is going to go over really well. Salted nut rolls. Boy, yes. I can tell you what happens from a media perspective, and I'm going to go back to the days when I would cover the state football semifinals at the Metrodome. Okay. And the Metrodome had one speed for catering, which was we're going to put out hot dogs, we're going to put out potato salad, we're going to put out cookies. That's all they ever had. And Disgusting. you cannot imagine Gross. at a nine-man football game, which starts at 8 in the morning during the semifinals, you cannot imagine all of these nine-man media members in the press box just with stacks of three and four cookies, just so excited to be eating cookies. Just these hayseed yokels. And that was me. I'm a hayseed yokel for yeah, sure. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> yep. But... That hair says otherwise, John. Yeah. Just, just. <laughs> I've been trying to save them for later in their cargo shorts. <laughs> I've been working on this haircut so I could be like Eric. 
Trying to be like his hair is so cool. I wanted to be cool. Like it is very cool. Very well. Very well. Soccer haircut. I was. You got to get the first things I had to do when I joined the team was get a soccer. haircut. They just buzz the sides of your head. That's it. That's it. You just shear the side of your head like a sheep. So um, local John, columnists, are there sliders at your games? There are there are sliders at our games. Well, there so, were. There, there were. Well, there 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 are to start. <laughs> there are yeah. about three minutes I in. There at five fifteen, a dozen of them are gone. Hour and forty five minutes before the game to just rub them on my face and just John, down John my has timed his arrival them. out to exactly when they fire up the sterno cans and the, and the uh, condiments for the sliders is like ketchup, mustard, relish, onions ketchup, or mustard cheese. and relish there's a yes. bottle of ketchup and a bottle of mustard yep okay. Real there's deal. No deal. Start. Real, not no, ketchup. Ketchup. It's real. Yep, yeah. it's real. It's uh, we also have a, a lovely fruit platter with pineapple and, mm-hmm. and cantaloupe, strawberries. <laughs> that actually was a development this year. The first appearance. That's new. No, before the first appearance of vitamins in the Minnesota United Press yes. box for many years. <laughs> yes, and we also had a salad, which uh, John single-handedly got rid of. John is responsible <laughs> for no. eating or garbage. No, garbage. Uh, both. <laughs> this, he he would walk in face. and throw it in the garbage immediately. <laughs> Well, we don't need this here. That's correct. So we upgraded to a potato salad. Oh, it's got mayo. Which so is not actually a salad. Oh, uh, yeah. It has salad in its title, so I think by definition yep. it's it's a salad. Uh, and then cookies and brownies. And we have the – but the snacks are the real key. And so I now have my help pick yep. up the snacks pregame. And so we've – the chip selection has gotten really good. We've got flaming Cheetos and Funyuns, which are pretty good. Oh, uh, great. Not just your regular – Basic nice. lays, but we we. Go I mean, yeah. Typically, are used to lays, a couple ruffles, yada yada yada. A yep. couple weeks old. Now you're you're bringing in the exotic the ex- flavors, the exotic chips. That's nice. I mean, really going to the yes. back of the yeah. back of the mouth. We, like, I mean, nothing but the best yeah. for for yeah. these mainstream media folks like yeah. John. Oh, you're buttering them up. That's There's right. me. There's three other guys from NorthernPitch.com. There's That's David Lake. No, there's David Lake. Andy Green. He's a really nice guy. We've got a good spread there every once in a while. Sure. Um, and then we do cookies, and we had some double stuff Oreos in there last and week. And one time there double were stuff. Those are an abomination. And there were bud strawberries. <laughs> there were straws. One time, well, there were lime and strawberries, and, and I can't explain why either. Why this was is, this? This is a good confessional story for me because it hasn't been made public yet. Um, but this was don't probably worry, we're not first, recording. It's probably one of the first games that we did at National Sports Center after uh, we played games at the Metrodome. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so we show up to the press box, and there is. Uh, what would you say, 168 tall boys of strawberries and margaritas and Bud Lights? The fridge was pretty much full of them. The fridge was stacked with alcoholic beverages. Just straws everywhere? Uh, straws and limes straubs everywhere. Straws galore. It was, damn. It was pretty pretty awesome. Cool. So, you were inviting a bunch of, like, 17-year-old girls up, or what's the... Yeah, we had Zimas. Sure. Um, yes. Yeah, with, uh, with Skittles at the bottom Skittles of the Zimas. Yeah, gummy bears. It's yeah, important. it was a real thing. It was a real yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so this was my first time... Hosting a rainbow party? Great. Um, Great. And so I was like, oh, these must be for us. These must be for us in the press. (laughs) And we must certainly have had to have burned through all these at the end of the game, or they're just going to go to waste. So at the end of the game. I do remember you basically handing me strawberries at the end of the game. You got to keep drinking these motherfuckers. No, we didn't drink them during the game. It was July 4th. So I definitely definitely remember sitting and watching fireworks with our friend Michael Rand in a field in Blaine drinking strawberries. And I'm sure he was wearing a jumpsuit. Absolutely, he was wearing a jumpsuit. Of course, he was. We had 
in my mind, we had about 150 of these things to get through or to give away at the end of the night because otherwise they just go bad. Yep. Or we throw them in the trash. Who Everybody knows? knows those straws go bad within an hour. This is a man exactly. who's been working for the Minnesota Vikings in the National Football League, Correct. the most popular organization in a America, veteran. and then the Timberwolves in the NBA, Correct. also a very popular organization, who's now working for a second division soccer team. That's He's right. got bona fides. That's right. So, uh, and, and making that jump, I was questioned quite a bit. Yep. So I'm, I'm hoping it's all paying off now. But yeah, so at the end of the night, I was like, hey, John, these are just going to go to waste. So why don't you stash three why dozen of them in your bag? Yeah, why don't you just take, he, basically pushing them on me. I did. I bribing, take, bribing I the mainstream this. media, by the way. That's exactly. true. Well, that's what you do. That's of the good story. Get favorable coverage. That's right. And so I took a bunch. The other PR staff took, took a bunch. And... and and we thought that was the end of it, but then no, but the next day we get back to the office and interrogation style, we are asked what happened <laughs> to the strawberries. And the we had 168 and the here. Yeah, now there's only three. <laughs> what happened, guys? You couldn't, certainly couldn't have drank all of them. Jocelyn and I, Jordan is dressed all in black. She was not there at the time, you guys. Oh, okay. but I wouldn't put it. There's a Sweet there. 16 party that day that's or right, something. That's right. That's right. MTV Cribs was coming. And we, had to, we had to have a platter of strawberries for them. Um, but I, I, I've held it to my chest until this moment right now. It was me. I was the one. So did you Hit tell me. him that I don't know what happened said, to them? I said, I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> tell you guys. I have no idea what happened to Boy, all Boy, I wasn't even there. I imagine this. like one single bulb in like a concrete room of <laughs> hey, where the straws go. It was, and they grabbed so I, the, I don't the know. swinging light and shined oh, yeah. it in my face. Yeah, they, there was a good yeah. cop, where bad cop. It was bad. What yeah. were those strawberries for? bouncing a ball off of his what knee. What were they for? Know? Yeah. <laughs> were they for <laughs> something specific? John, they were for us to steal. Was their purpose? No, I don't know. I think they were for the sweets, and our catering company had stashed them in our fridge because we were the only big fridge in the complex. Uh, but we brought in <laughs> that the was woman. how at the time. This is how Minnesota United worked: that there was one mini fridge in the whole area, yeah. and that's where all cold things had to be stored because no one owned a cooler or a bag. All the beer for the sweets, a that's couple right. guys' lunches, <laughs> right. some leftovers. We have come a long ice way. cream cake. We have come a long way since it's then. been since the great strawberry to thievery <laughs> of 2014. <laughs> it seriously has been kind of. It's strange now that Minnesota United's like a real team that has many staff members and has or has a bunch of people walking through the office that have many different roles. Whereas when I started covering the the Minnesota Stars then for SB Nation Minnesota, right, which they didn't tell me to cover, I just couldn't think of anything else to do in the fall. We thank you for that. It was literally if the Star Tribune wasn't sending Dave LeVake because he had prep sports or whatever, it would be me and Alex Hauteur, the guy whose job you stole. That's right. Um, we would be the only two in the press box, and Alex would, every time Minnesota gave up a goal late in the game, he would kick a chair over, <laughs> mostly for my entertainment. There was, there was no real concept of media food. I think sometimes they would order Buffalo Wild Wings or crappy sub sandwiches. There's nobody there. There was like a thousand people who'd go to these games. I remember the 2012 championship game. There was like 4,000 people there, and people were like, oh my goodness. This is a 4,000 people at a soccer game? Oh, I had to feel great. In Minnesota? I imagine for anybody involved in the organization. And I'm now like, there's like 9,500 people. Well, there's probably like 6,000 people that come to the games, but they announced 9,500. We've every averaged time. over 9,000 for every They've home averaged announcing over 9,000. So you think about um, St. Paul Saints get. 
a similar amount, right? Yep. yep. Um, and we're in Blaine. So it's not like we're in a downtown Twin Right, location. exactly. And the Saints are an institution that's a well-known whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle for I don't know how many years, right, to understand that, like, yeah, no, it's a legitimate thing to do with your family. It's your, your standard American suburban living out in Plymouth or whatever. Hey, what are we going to do this weekend or whatever? They are thinking about the Saints sooner than they're thinking about soccer, for sure, right, just in general. But... It'll eventually come to a point where that's like a, a actual legitimate, which is great. Well, I think we're there. It's really now. great. I, well, I, I think we're there. No, now. I know. I think. You, I, I mean, I, I agree that you are. You, just because you know the attendance or whatever, but it's um, it's becoming more of the conversation of what to do this weekend, right? Yeah. Every single year, it's adding to that, which is great. It's cool. And I can. There actually is a question at the end of this. Um, I don't have. So one. when I started, oh, you have. Okay, good. good. <laughs> you know, I, I, thought I you started were going challenging to... me. Like, so come on, you can do it. What no. suburbs do you like? I don't <laughs> fuck. I don't know. No, no, no. So, you know, back in the day with the Minnesota Thunder, some of the games there'd be 750 people there. Right. Not very many people there, and so when the, when it got around to being the Stars, pretty often there'd be about 2,500 people there, and maybe a hundred of them would be paying attention to the game. And the other 2,400 were, like, parents with kids. And the kids are running around everywhere, not paying any attention. Right. And the parents are basically just every 10 minutes counting heads and being like, all right, I came with 16 kids from my kids' soccer team, and I see 12, maybe 13 jerseys. So that's pretty good. I mean, we'll eh. find the other three at some point. Good enough. And so the last couple of years, there's finally started to be people who are, like, into the game, yelling at the ref yelling at the team, like actually paying attention. But my question is, if you're Minnesota United, and this is a question for, for probably the whole club, how do you get people to actually, how do you get those people to be fans and actually consider Minnesota United as something they like want to be part of their personality? Because like, yeah. you talk to Vikings games, you're right. and I am a Vikings fan is a part of their personality. It's like, it's part of who they are and it's part of what they do. And I don't get the sense that United is quite there yet. How do you get people to that? I think it's been, it's been a challenge just because of the different names and brands that have gone through the, yeah, the Minnesota, Minnesota soccer Minnesota soccer teams are on their 45th name. There's yeah, no there's been, heritage. Or there, well, there, there is, but it's just it's disjointed. So there's been the kicks, which were huge. They, they drew 45,000 people to the games at Met Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then there was the indoor team, the Strikers, and then it was... Also an outdoor team. Also, okay, also an outdoor team. One year's an outdoor team. There, there you go. But then it was the NSC Stars, the Minnesota Stars, or the Minnesota Thunder. It was NSC Minnesota Stars. Thunder for 15 years, and if you said Minnesota Thunder, people said who? Right. And then they switched over to being NSC Minnesota and the Minnesota Stars, and if you said Minnesota Stars, they said... You mean the Minnesota Thunder? It was very strange. And now if you say it's United, United, they're like, you mean the Stars? Well, I, don't you think the um, challenge goes beyond anything that Eric could answer? It just It's more about like soccer in general. And I know we talked about this last, uh, last episode or two episodes ago. Was it the last episode with Donnelly? Yes. Of like the culture of soccer in America is just, a, is just so... Um, Whatever the opposite of intense is, there's no, you know, it's 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 Apathetic. always just been known as the, the, you know, go relax and have fun and play some soccer, or whatever. It's hard. I can't imagine the challenge of actually making a fan live and die by this sport that they have grown up thinking is a fun sport, a great sport, but still like a, it's it's the one that I go to relax 
yeah, playing, I think, right? I think everyone... That's what's I mean, hard. we probably all played as a six-year-old, as a seven-year-old. Everyone plays we soccer. We didn't have soccer up. in my town. I played for three years, had there a blast. So I think Loved everyone it. grew up playing the game, but then once you become an adult, there's no way to consume it, or at least there wasn't. Right. And I think now that's changing. I think the, the Premier League TV contract is... is said to be upwards of a billion dollars. So it's getting closer to the, the NBA contracts. I call it the premiership. premiership. That's a heady way to do it. That's what I call it. That's a heady way to do it. But I think I think now, you know, it used to be like the Olympics. Every four years, the World Cup would come around. We would pay attention. And then the very next day, you would lose all interest because you couldn't watch those players that you had just seen. I think it's different now. I think with every single Premier League game being on NBC and, and NBC Live Extra, you can develop favorite players. You can say, hey, I saw this guy, Shakiri for Switzerland, and now I know that he's going to be playing for Stoke in the Premier League, and I can watch him, which is crazy. And I see John shaking his head that he's playing for Stoke. But I think now that the MLS is growing and now that the Premier League has made its way across the pond to us, I think it's going to be a lot easier to become a fan of the game. I think you yeah. can see a player like Messi and Ronaldo every single Holy week. shit. Sorry. Whereas Wilson hit a home run about 5,000 feet. Yeah, right? it was great. Sorry. It was Excellent. awesome. Oh, <laughs> Twins are on. Forget soccer. All right, let's turn around <laughs> and just let's just announce the game Sorry. that's happening. <laughs> we do but that I, a lot, unfortunately. But I do think, I do think we're at kind of a, a really nice uh, turning point now for the sport of soccer. I, again, I think the, the ability to consume it on a weekly basis is different, and not just domestically but abroad. I, you know... The MLS is certainly growing, but obviously that league's not to the same level as the Premier League or the Bundesliga or the La Liga or any of those European leagues, but you can watch it now. So the, the generation that grows up now that plays can have uh, a Robbie Keane, you know, can have a Frank Lampard that can be their idol, that can grow up watching him play, and they can say, I want to be like that, whereas 15, 20 years ago, I don't think that was necessarily the case. Um, it's interesting um, sociologically... Is that a word, John? Yes. Confirmed. Ding. We need a ding sound on this thing. Yeah. Um, so, Klinsman, we've talked about him plenty. Uh, I don't know what to think about him because I don't pay close enough attention. But I've always said the one thing that I really appreciated was um, him saying, uh, the reason you guys suck at soccer is because you don't give a shit about soccer, mm-hmm. right? You're... Country opinion. is plenty uh, athletic. Uh, you have the facilities. You have the money, whatever. You just don't give a shit, and that's your problem. So uh, sociologically, it's interesting because um, there seems to be a growing movement um, um, against being uh, obsessed with sports nowadays, right? Like there's there was a wait a second. What are you talking about? Right. Well, I just feel like the trend for a long time was like. Sports matter, sports matter, sports matter. And now there's a point where it's like, okay, well, let's not get too crazy obsessed. We're trying to... Are you sure you want to keep going with this? Think about how popular the NFL is right now. Yeah. Think about how crazy almost every sports fan is right now. I mean, when we But we, we were, shit on them being that crazy. I'm saying do. like an ideal world is what I'm trying to talk about. We do. But when we were kids, well, nobody went we. to sporting events. Yeah. Now they're the most popular thing. There's like... Every baseball team sell out every game of the season. And no, I'm not saying the Twins, but don't. there are other baseball teams that sell out. Before, if you got 20,000 people out to the park, it was an amazing thing. That's yeah. 20 years ago. Right. I think sports have never been more popular and never been more important to people. Uh, I don't I, think it's true that people are taking it less seriously. I think they're taking it more seriously. Uh, I agree with that for sure. Um, I just feel like, and maybe it's, it's my... Um, 
life stage and having young kids or whatever, talking about parents with whatever. The main complaint of so basically, like if you think about it, you just the other day. Sorry, I'm just singing now. You just like (laughs) at times do the opposite of what your parents did that you thought was crazy and stupid, right? So like uh, our grandparents all um, our grandparents all stayed together even though they hated each other, right? So our parents all were like, fuck that, or we're getting divorced, right? So now we're going, well, forget it, I'm not going to get divorced, I'm just going to get married way later. I'm just talking about, like, generalities of sociological whatever. Um, that's how we react to what our parents did, because they all got divorced. So I think, like, in sports, the way I'm just sort of observing it is two generations ago, our grandparents didn't give a shit about it, so all of our parents were like... I could have been really good if anybody would have fucking paid it. You know, I don't know if your parents or aunts or uncles or somebody that age in that level of baby boomers is like, I could have been so good if anybody would have paid attention to me the way people are paying attention to me. Whatever. <laughs> so there's that thing, right? And so the I'm just thinking the, the, the little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't, I don't know if you know when. this, Eric, but singing. We'll, we'll get, get together, together then. then. Yeah. No, we'll have a good time then. Clarence is going to love that part. The only thing, the only reason I'm saying that is because I feel, again, as a parent of a young person, there is a little bit, and and, and you're right, John, I could be just in the very, very small minority of people who go, all right, well, for the past 10 years, whatever, there has been a movement to have uh, fucking, if your seven-year-old is good at... You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today hockey they're gonna play hockey all year long and they're gonna give up every other sport right uh if your nine-year-old is good at baseball he's gonna go to private pitching clinics and then you know he's gonna get tommy john surgery at 13 years old or whatever right so that's been happening for a long time i sort of feel like there's the start of the anti movement of like you know what i want my kid to be well-rounded I don't want my kid to be in these private clinics, yada, yada, yada. So I'm just saying, like, there's that movement that I'm possibly making up. Okay. Versus the movement of soccer being like, if you guys want to be good at soccer, you got to try your ass off, which has not been part of the culture at all. I'm just thinking it's interesting to see those two sort of come together. And it may be because of certain sports... um, the reason you don't want to play football year-round is because you're going to die, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the reason you don't want to play baseball year-round is because you're going to blow your elbow out. 
There are other sports, like basketball. Yeah, fucking play it 365 days a year for all I care. It's fine and it's healthy. Maybe that's the, the key in for soccer of, like, it's the one healthy sport that you can play as long as you fucking want to. Right? Yes. Or no. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a 14 it's minute closer, question. Was I talking for like yeah. really 45 minutes? Fucking yes. it's closer to golf than it is to football. Okay. In that sense where you can play it longer than you could a contact sport like, right. like the NFL. But no, I, I think, I think soccer is, it's also new ish where you talk about baseball and they played that for a hundred years yeah. in this country. And you know, you, you have the people playing in the alleyways with the stick bats, whatever. But I think soccer is different. I think, Again, I don't think there's been the opportunity to have a role model in soccer in America as a 7- to 15-year-old. And I think that's new now. So I, I don't know if I fully agree with the idea that sports are becoming less popular and we're trying to go against the grain of what our parents in the previous generation did. I I'm an early adopter. I mean, that's some of the true. concepts that's, and they're I'm always coming up upon, with. They're always judged pretty harshly, but... I've and never appreciated it in my time. But you're in your camp. That's never right. Wait till you die. Then it's going to be so many I can't books. wait. I can't so wait till I die. Yeah. Can you imagine how great it's going to be? Can I, I pen th- the biography? or? <laughs> By all means. Okay, good. No one else has offered. If we've established anything in this podcast, it's that I get to write. I've done a yep, Kickstarter for my own biography. Zero people. Dang it. I think one of the interesting things about soccer, at least from a developmental standpoint, is we're pretty used to, as Americans, the traditional developmental system of all right, you're good at football, you're going to play for your high school team, you're going to go to the best college team you can, and then you're going to get drafted into the pros. And for basketball, there's been a slight move away from you're going to be the best high school player to you're going to be the best AAU player or whatever, but ultimately you're going to go to college and then you're going to play in the pros. couple small exceptions. Yep. Even in hockey, which is probably the, the, the major pro sport that's moved the farthest away from it, even that has a pretty traditional system of Either you're going to be 18 and you're going to play college hockey, or you're going to be 16 and you're going to play Canadian juniors. And what what I think we're starting to see in soccer is, in terms of developing soccer players, there's always been the, okay, I'm going to play for my high school team. And then, like Eric, who we didn't mention in this iteration of the podcast, was an all-state soccer player. You're going... Thanks, thank you, John. You're going to be... You're going to Just play high school. Just dollars yep. to John. <laughs> I get paid off in sliders in the press box. <laughs> sliders or <laughs> $5 if you want a compliment from John. Just have another hundred made-up stories about me to go. For yep. the, <laughs> <sliders Yeah. I'm laughs> you. The, the traditional way of, oh, all right, you're going to play high school, then you're going to play college, and then there was sort of these semi-pro slash half-pro leagues that maybe you could play in. And even 10 yeah. years ago, you'd be... Maybe you played high school. Maybe you'd play college and move on to Major League Soccer. And I think, I think what we're seeing now is more teams are starting to import the club system in from Europe or South America or whatever to say, we're going to get you in to soccer being your main thing for this team starting when you're 9 or when you're 10. Yeah. And to ignore that entire school-based development system to we're going to try to develop you to be a pro soccer player from the time you're a young person. And I think that's going to be an interesting transition over the next 10, 15, 20 years from teams who are drafting players out of college. And Major League Soccer still has a draft, but that's not the tr- not really the way that you're going to acquire good soccer players from drafting them out of Marquette University or whatever. It's going to be much more about developing them from when they were small. 
I think that's uh, an interesting thing to like. I, the main concern, I'm, I'm sure you guys have thought about it plenty, is uh, step one seems to be get people just generally interested and open to the idea. And step two is have them live and die with the, with the sport. And that's it's just going to be a really interesting thing to think about. And you, you already see it in terms of, like, high school soccer in Minnesota does not really matter anymore. Most kids, if they're really good, are going to play club soccer. They're going to play no kidding. for Shattuck St. Mary's. They're going well, to play for the Minnesota high school, Thunder but that's Academy. where they'll be recognized. Yes. Is through club. So similar to hockey? Well, not really, I, I suppose. Minnesota hockey is still pretty big. Yeah, high school hockey is yeah. still a big deal. Right. High school yep. soccer, and Eric probably knows more about it than I do, having come through there. High school soccer, not really a big deal anymore. If no. you're going to be good at soccer, you really want to play for the Minnesota Thunder Academy in Woodbury. You really want to go down to Shattuck and play for Shattuck St. Mary's. You want to do one of these things that's going to get you noticed right. on a much bigger on a much bigger thing than high school soccer. High school soccer is sort of like, yeah, I'll play with my friends. That'll be kind of fun. And if you're half good, it's either you play for the club team or maybe you play high school because you want to be the best player on your team. Right. It's like the minor leagues. I think... To your earlier question, your earlier point, how do you get people to become diehard fans versus just I enjoy the ambiance of a soccer game? It's going to be really hard. I mean, I think it is. It's not really hard, but I think you look I at... I mean, it takes decades, you, Yeah, right. Generations. Your, your parents told you that you needed to be a Minnesota Vikings fan and a Twins fan and a Timberwolves fan. You grew up here. I think that's, that's how those deep, deep ties are established. And I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case for soccer. But you have people in America that are fans of of Chelsea and Manchester United and Barcelona. So I think there's a lot more options as a person in the United States to be a fan of the sport of soccer than there yeah. is just their hometown team. And I think you're starting to see, like, New York City, Red Bulls played NYCFC last weekend, and there was some hooliganism that happened before. Or all right, game, I all right. I saw that. that was hooliganism weird, is the stupidest thing in an American context. All right, maybe if there's 150 years of club rivalry that's built up between these fan bases that want to fight each other in England. All right, it doesn't make sense then, but at least there's some understanding. Any person who's like, I want to be an American soccer fan, and therefore I want to beat someone else up, is the stupidest person. A lot of people John, saw that as so, I mean, this, okay, so there's, evolved. There's, there's, there's idiocy in, like, you know, the triple crown races. Yeah, John. It's not like what? they're, like, attached to horses. Yeah, John, <laughs> like, what are you? What an you like aristocrat. American Pharaoh? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, yeah, it's... I don't. I don't. If know. you don't, are, don't in, outclass us. Is this us? podcast for the pinkies up people or for the plebs? Yeah, come on, Jesus, yeah. come on, man. Come on, John. <laughs> I want to crack some skulls, baby. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. But I think a no, lot of people saw right. that, rightfully or wrongfully so, as as kind of a rite of passage for American soccer. Hey, wait, hey, wait a minute. Was this a PR thing that happened? Also a moron. <laughs> is you just, paid a bunch of people to just like. Beat each other up outside of I, I have hooliganism no to, to the New York City. American soccer. He's fans. nodding if while you are saying that. People you can't up, see this, but he's nodding while other saying other people's it. things, destroying other people's property based on what soccer team you like. You are an idiot. He's Hear saying me now, he's you are doing, the stupidest person in America. He's doing the cutthroat the, thing and yeah. handing us a hundred dollar bills. Just so we'll just say, yeah, let's, yeah. I'm just scrambling now for the microphones. No. I also think a big part of of totally buying in for Americans to soccer is that. I mean, let's face it, we like to be the best at everything. NBA, yeah. NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, we're all the best leagues in the entire world. Yeah. Soccer, we're not. And Think we're about the dream team in 92. Nobody gives a shit about basketball back then, and they just loved them more but than anything. But they loved that we won. They loved they that won we won by the best. 60 against, like, Slovenia. Fuck Slovenia. I, I, that's not because we like it. It's because we are. I don't I, think I people, know, but I, but I think we're able to 
invest our emotions in that a lot easier. There's a lot less risk in investing True. your emotions in a sport that we're the best at than there is a sport that we're maybe the fifth best at league-wise or the 15th best right. at in the world right now. So I think until we have, and I don't think the MLS is going to rival the Premier League or the Premiership uh, for a long Damn time. Right. But I do think we can have a player who's a top five player in the world in the next 10 years. I agree. And I think that will get a lot more people on board. If we have a Cristiano Ronaldo that's American and not some German transplant that's playing for the mm-hmm. American team, then people are going to buy in because they're like, holy shit, we have one of the best players in the world. Chris Ron. I'm still, I'm still a big believer in Freddie Adu. I think He's that's play, happening. Playing in He's the NFL uh, right yeah. now. 47 years old. <laughs> It's he, he and Danny Almonte are having their 13th uh, he, he Stopped playing their soccer 12 years ago. He's uh, my financial advisor at USB. <laughs> UBS, whatever the hell it is. UBS. That's okay. Uh, Charles Edwards? Some, Edward Jones? Edward Jones. I Edward think, Jones. Yeah. I'm financial big into group? finance. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to ask you this, Eric. Is it more some, about soccer? Are we going to ostracize the entire about audience? Okay. I don't. I don't care about Stu and Brandon. I just want to talk soccer. I saw a video about a fighting, a team fighting thing that we should probably talk about at some what point. What, a team fighting? So thing? not just one-on-one like UFC, but like a, a team of six people that would what? fight another team of six an, people. Like an organized? Organized like in a ring, outsiders? in a bigger ring. Cool. So we should just talk about this now. Sorry yeah, to yeah. cut your question off. But yeah, no, it's literally... This is it's much more interesting than anything John would have asked. It was six Sorry people that... We don't just usually let John boy. talk. No, this, this is, is weird. Rumble. This is real. So it's... It's a team of five or six that face off in a bigger boxing ring, essentially. Uh, they start the fight uh, across five feet away from each other, and then the bell rings, and they all engage. So at the beginning, it's one-on-one, and they pummel people into submission. And as soon as the person you're pummeling taps out, then you're a free man, and then you oh, go Jesus. find someone else you can to no. double-team. Gang and up then, on... No, at the end of the fight, it is literally five-on-one. Oh, It is fuck, a dog pile bullshit. of... Why do you have to go one on one? Can't you just like decide a strategy of like? Is there an official? Is is there a referee? Yeah, there's there's five referees. So each referee is watching in each an individual battle. This is the worst thing I've ever heard of. This or it's yeah. How bored are you? Do you not have cable or why are you watching stuff like this? I don't have. I have basic cable that I pay a dollar. I don't either. I don't either. But I have plenty of things to do. What the hell? Seven days a week. There's a soccer game on somewhere. I didn't actively look for this. Yeah, I I don't believe you at all. You're the organizer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying it's a good thing. Please, World Fighting League Commissioner. (laughs) That's right. But it's a bad. It's it's an amazing sport. So, do you like it? Is it fun to watch? No, I don't like. But until it does, we're gonna make a buck. I'm not a you. I'm. I'd like boxing, but I don't like UFC mostly because of arm bars. I don't like broken bones. I, I don't Most like... Most because of what? Arm bars? Arm bars, you know, when they what put the mean? arm in, the, oh. in a certain position where enough tension on it snaps it in half. I they will, snap yeah. somebody's the way Ronda bone in half? All yeah. Yeah. I will that's say... A, I was, shut the fuck... That's, okay, that's okay, a feature hey, of UFC. Paint me a word picture. What is this? What are you talking about? So if John had my arm, he would like wrap it around his body in a certain way that and he fucking it. breaks your arm? Well, yeah. they get to the point where it's going to break and then they tap out. That's what I don't. I and they like, go, no, 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 no. I like my arm. Right. So I, will so say I don't like my jerk off arm. <laughs> I flipped by ESPN and there was arm wrestling on. That's the most terrifying sport I'm, to watch ever. Uh, because at any moment, somebody's arm is going to snap, snap like off. a twig. No. And you're going to end up throwing. No, 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 no. They up. just go, no, never mind. I lost. But what I was the famous do. Sylvester? Wasn't there a Sylvester sword? Over the top. Over the top. Over the top. It was the greatest ever because you see a slow motion. He's got a regular old hand. 
whatever, and then he just decides to go over the top, and then he wins God. immediately. What a like strategy. That, I mean, wow. It's like actually the, the easiest thing in the whole world. Sometimes you have to go going back. How is he beating me? <laughs> he moves his hand or I something? I don't under know. the bottom. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I must be in the, the vast, vast, vast minority, but I can't watch... Uh, Three seconds of a UFC. No, I also I don't like it either. Nope. I can't also even it. like. Actually, it. I think that's a that's if there's the majority a majority of here's a regular punch to the face. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. I can't watch I was, it. I can't see it. I don't, you can't. You don't like the punching? No, none of it. I don't. Okay. I don't have any interest. Um, I get zero enjoyment. It's sort of like. Um, have you ever been on the like the teacups, like in Disney World sure. or whatever? Like some people like being dizzy. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate being dizzy <laughs> every second. And it gets worse with every second. But the, even the first second, I go, I hate it. I'm I hate this. You. Let me get out. So, like, the first second of an MMA fight, I want to get, I want, I do not want to be on this ride. Can you please just press stop? <laughs> I'm off. See, I think it's more miserable as I go through the ray, uh, the teacups or whatever. But even the first second, I just, I don't have any fucking and interest I, in I'm, it. I'm with you there. I, I like boxing because there's gloves and there's, they call it whatever the, the sweet fight. science. Sure, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not obsessed with it, but I don't like UFC for that fact either. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't want to see someone get kneed in the face. Well, I I flipped by UFC once and was watching a little bit of it, and I'm sure Joe Rogan was the color commentator. And somebody got punched in the face, and he's and he said, "Oh, I think he broke his orbit, orbital bone there." Just in that kind of tone, just a casual, like yeah, casual. Just, you know, this man's face was just broken by a punch, and I'm just going to mention it as, wow, this could be a disadvantage in the second half of this fight, <laughs> that this man has <laughs> a broken possible. facial bone that may disfigure him for all time. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I am not cut out for watching Ultimate it's, Fighting. It's one of those, like, I suppose this is fine legally and uh, morally. I suppose I'm not going to make a big fuss of it, but... I, it's not my thing. It's the only thing that makes me feel okay about watching the NFL. So I'm like, well, the NFL is At terrible for all the not. participants. But, but they love yeah. to show slow motion people, replays of injuries. People oh, yeah. participate in, in UFC as a free will thing, so the NFL must be morally fine. Yeah, yeah, it's very oh, interesting. It's safer, though, to be in, in UFC than the NFL. Uh, you know, that goes up until you get people's arms being broken in arm bars in and stuff. Than it is in the NFL. Arms are yeah, different, I mean, what's different than brains, but yeah. Well, I, I assume, and I don't think there's been any long-term longitudinal arms studies done. Arms are different done, than brains. But I assume that's a scientific fact. Point. I am I agree also with that. I, agree I assume with here. that yes. UFC is also <laughs> bad in terms of head injuries. I'm just guessing, I'm guessing you're that getting right. punched in the head repeatedly by not somebody with small little gloves on is not great for brain injuries. Yeah, and to your point, I steer clear of fail videos. That doesn't interest me. There's a show on MTV called Scarred that if you want to torture me, that would be it. And that's just like ankle breaks and skateboarding accidents and I'm... I don't know, man. I, Again, like, I guess I'm not judging anybody for liking it or not. Uh, like it's what just, you want to like, but boy, that's just not my cup of tea. Yep. I mean, I'm did, not trying to mention the teacups to make you dizzy, but it's just <laughs> not... There was thing. a, there was not even a teacups in Disney World. There was like a local fair that had teacups. Was it teacups. the zipper? And, uh, <laughs> my, like a county the fair teacup. Was it, the it was like a county fair. It was, uh, it was in St. Louis Park. It was about a month ago, and my three year old just having the time of his life spinning this thing. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those things I just do not understand. You know, another thing I don't understand, and not to get off on another tangent, we've had five thousand of them. Um, so there was this whole uh, shooting a lion thing that happened a couple of weeks ago that nobody yep. cares about anymore, which is fine. Now it's like a joke. It was yeah. like an uproar for two days. And uproar. Like, Good ah. joke, John. Mm-hmm. 
but there was um, because of that Lion article. It was um, Esquire or GQ or Vanity Fair, one of those like long read sort of magazines. Uh, reposted, uh, they had done one of the deep dive articles uh, two years ago. Um, followed a couple from Texas. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, that went out to the African safari to kill an elephant. It's like this. Um, this woman, all she wanted to do was kill an elephant. It was like a huge thing to her. So they rented out at a safari. They paid 60 grand, yada, yada, yada. And just the entire, uh, the article was very engaging, very well written or whatever. But I just felt like the exact same way I feel with an MMA fight or whatever of like, okay, legally, I know that's okay that you do this. <laughs> I am so confused I want to have some sort of weird virtual reality to get inside your brain that makes you think this is enjoyable to fucking kill an elephant, right? It was just this beautiful animal. Beautiful but defenseless creature. Doing nothing to you. I mean, doing I know nothing this to you. is absolutely a minority opinion, and I know this, but fuck an elephant. <laughs> it's National Elephant <laughs> Wait, Day today. Wait, you hate elephants? You hate them. You want them all dead. Um, for the purpose of this podcast, I can hate an elephant. <laughs> it's, it is actually <laughs> no, National I'm, Elephant yeah, Day. I'm, I'm We're really into Why is this National Elephant it is, Day? It, was, it, is, yeah, it is National also, Elephant Day. Also, how do you know that it's National Elephant Day? I know it was a hashtag. It was things. trending on the yeah. Twitters. I feel like elephant every day. news person and morning radio, whatever, they just decide that there is National Whatever Anything Day every day. single day. Yep. It's been National Donut Day 17 times this year. <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah. It's twice a month. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> It's Bismarck, hey, it's Cruller, it's K. National Cronut. National yeah. Buffalo Wing Day, National yeah. Burger Day, National Don't National Go to Work Day, National Balls National Relax Day. Day. It's just, you know, it's... National Fart on Chili Day. And thank you for that. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but it's fun. Again, it, it was just the oddest thing to think about of, like, I know that it, you're legally right to do that. And they always talk about, like, well, you know what? We paid $60,000 to uh, this safari... African safari community that needs that money or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. No, I totally get that. That part is fine. Give me money to... But the idea that you shot an elephant in and killed him makes you happy is the weirdest thing in the whole world, to me personally. I don't hunt. I don't imagine that any of us hunt. I've hunted. I've, I've gone pheasant hunting. Yeah. Did that give you pleasure? Um... Not really, not a whole lot, but it felt weird. Maybe it felt different because there was uh, 7,000 pheasants around, you right. know, so it just... I used to yeah. shoot at squirrels with a paintball gun Which isn't when f- I was a kid. Yep. And then you get into those sort of moral quandaries of, like, what makes this versus that, whatever. Um, but, you know, there's that there's the test of... Not a test, but a, a, a sign of, like, kids who are going to be adults who are fucked up is, like, when they kill animals with... For yeah, no when reason, you're killing cats as a nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah. for no reason. <laughs> when you're torturing <laughs> animals, yeah. and I'm like, uh, well, here today, by the way. What? Clarence is in here, by the way. Oh. As, <laughs> I don't think about Clarence tortured it. <laughs> for he, all of I his know. gruff persona, I'm sure that he he loves animals. he loves dogs. He's I'm basically sure he loves the Doctor Doolittle of the podcast. <laughs> it's funny though that you he think nature. if your nine-year-old just like decides to like kill a cat or whatever, you go, this fucking kid, Jesus, I don't know. But then, like, when a 50-year-old family member of you decides to kill something, you go, oh, that's okay. That's, what about insects? It's weird, man. I love killing insects. Like I, a mosquito? I don't know. I don't know where to draw the line here. A, a horse I fly? feel like 
That's doing something to you. So you got to kill that mosquito. Sure, that's yeah. true. It's affecting that's, me directly. I don't just. I don't go around massacring. Mis- well, I would go around. Well, but you're your kid with a magnifying glass and ants. What are they doing to you? And I again, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want to judge somebody for doing that. I'm just. I'm just weirdly. I'm just. Haven't How did gotten this podcast through it yet. get into the moral implications of <laughs> killing insects? I don't know. We'll get through this conversation when we'll press record when I actually do this. So we're not really <laughs> We still got time no, to still. lose this recording. We've already lost one tonight. I'm just saying I, another part of that article was, um, you know, I get this uh, thrill, adrenaline rush of killing this, whatever the big animal is, elephant, lion, whatever. Um, and, it, you know, it's like me versus him or whatever. And I just want to be like... You have a gun in your hand. That's not a... You're not... Okay. If you if you punch a lion to death who's attacking <laughs> you to yourself, that's an adrenaline rush and you deserve it. Kill the lion and keep the hide in your house forever. For sure. You, you fucking earned that hide. Mm-hmm. But everything else is weird. It's a fucking gun. Yeah, you got a gun. Would if you... They, if you got let loose on, on the, in the desert fighting a lion... Just with your bare hands and your wits about you, totally fine. And you come out of Go it ahead. with like and you come seven. Out, yeah. And you come out of there dragging a lion carcass. Good for you. You quick, have survived. A quick. Would you rather? Mm-hmm. Would you rather be one on one with a lion in the desert? No. Or one on one with a great white shark in the ocean? Ooh, Can I die in a uh, volcano instead? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. You no. have to choose one. Lion in the desert because you can stand your ground. Can you? You got a well, little bit more. Your you're, you're on your natural. In yes. both, in both in, of these, I'll in be theory, you apart. can run away. But there's a lot more things the lion can kill you with. Paws, teeth. Yeah, but in, in both of these scenarios, crushing. I'll be ripped apart. Not necessarily. There was but a surfer who just drown if I punched a sh- great white shark in the face, and he so got away. Yeah, the question true. is, which do I think I have a better chance against? I almost made sure the lion's dead. I got away. I don't think it's either. But which one do you think you have a better chance? What's you, the worst way to die, is, as I think is your question. <laughs> do you want to drown or just be... Do you wanna, which would you rather be eaten alive by? Yes. <laughs> a shark or a lion? Do you want there to also be a chance that you drown while you do this or no? <laughs> I think I would rather take the lion because I might get a few seconds of enjoyment of just sprinting. See, I would take the right shark away. 100 times out of 100. I the think shark's going to get you. You're dead. No, I, don't, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. you think you're going to win. Okay. I, I don't think I'm going right. to win. I think, I think if you... You're optimistic on your chances I'm against optimi- the shark. I'm not optimistic Eric. against the shark. I'm, Absolutely let's, let's adorable. Let's set the record straight. I think I would still get Did destroyed Sinoda's by Did Sonoda just do it again? Oh, my God. Sonoda just hit one 7,000 feet. Three-run bomb. Holy crap. Totally Another irrelevant. Another three-run bomb. I can't wait till two years from now when the state of Minnesota turns on Miguel Sano. That'll He's got be great. six RBIs, and it's the fourth inning. That's good. <laughs> that is good. All right, so, so walk me through the way that you're going to survive this. Because you read the article of the guy who punched the shark. I just saw it on TV, <laughs> and he got away. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of people getting away from lion attacks. Hey, I saw an internet clip know. of somebody getting swallowed by an escalator and killed. So I've been assuming an escalator? I'm escalator. Yeah. Oh, they got to the top of the I escalator never saw and that. It broke she apart died. And they fall into it and they died. She died. Damn. It was a lady with a three-year-old, and she managed to hand off the three-year-old before Heroic. perishing Don, in an escalator. Wow. You're and clearly now, not a parent. You would never tell this story. In every front of time I ride an escalator, I assume I'm going to be dead. I do. I so get that bit of anxiety. I'm, I'm not optimistic about my chances with an escalator. What chance do I have with a lion or a great white shark? Well, I think you have. To me, I think you have a better chance against a great white shark. How about a great white shark versus an escalator? Which do you have a better chance? Well, I would with? just w- take the stairs, John. Oh, I would avoid. The what escalator. if there are no stairs? 
What if you can't get away from the great white shark? Stand the You're in a first cage. Level. If I. Uh, so is, we we know there's one example of somebody surviving a shark attack. Yep. We are not aware of anybody surviving a lion. So there you attack. go. Proof so positive, go. guys. Yeah, I'm right. Sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Thank you. Eric wins. That is a small sample Eric size. Wins. <laughs> One versus zero. To, I'm going to call up Van Sluten after this. <laughs> Run the Feswick and the um, yep. Dickens and the Central Limitium. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That old CLT. All over my head. Whatever words were just said there. Uh, all right. Well, we are coming up to the what end were, of... Uh, what was the question I was going to ask before we started talking about UFC? Oh, at the start of the podcast? Mm, possibly. Oh, so I was going to ask you this. From I was going to ask you a question that actually has something to do with your job for United involving PR. Boring. Yeah. Okay. What What is the reaction you mostly get from people in the media when you're trying to when you're trying to talk to them about United? The funny part that people who are listening to this podcast can't see is I started in on this question and Brandon and Stuart <laughs> are both in the left. bathroom. <laughs> they're both, they're both gone. <laughs> they both so left. uninteresting. As soon as I started talking the about soccer, they're like, left the forget table. it, forget it. So. I'm genuinely interested. Has it graduated beyond the part where people are like, oh, that's kind of fun. There's a soccer team in town to the part where they're actually covering it as a team. I mean, what do you do to try to move that along, to try to establish this? Because it's it's not necessarily a traditional thing. People remember the kicks, but they don't view United and they don't view soccer as a fifth major sport yet and a fifth pro sport. How do you do what do you do about that? It's a good question. One of the things I've tried to do is be the most accommodating PR person mm-hmm. in the state, and whether that's shifting times where people are available for interviews or literally driving players to television studios, different places to get them on air. Uh, you know, that, that's one way to, to do it and kind of combat that non-traditional sport uh, mindset. But it is, it is it's certainly difficult, and I think you see there's a rotation of NFL writers, there's a rotation of baseball writers, there's a rotation of NBA writers throughout the country that can shift into one market and the other and they know the sport. That's not the case, certainly, with soccer, and that is a bit of a learning curve. Um, You know, there's not a lot of people that grew up covering soccer in America. There's not a lot of people that have written about it in depth and know the nuances of the game, Uh, especially in Minnesota right now. I mean, again, there's been a disjointed history of soccer, so it's been hard to be a a soccer writer. You're probably one of the ones who have been around the longest covering and, just yeah. soccer. And so, I haven't been around that long. And So it, it's certainly an educational piece to it. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that I would try to do is I, I would provide copy for highlights and say this is how it would be described and called in a Premier League game and by a, by a, by a Sky Sports announcer. And so you do everything you can to kind of give them the easiest and the softest landing spot to cover the sport. Why... Why do you think people don't take the time to learn that kind of... Because it's not hard to learn the vernacular of soccer, and it's not hard to learn this is how people refer to things, and this is how this highlight is called. I think there's a fear factor there. Are of the, soccer? Uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, sorry. Great show. Great show. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Stu not talking into a mic? I can't yeah, believe I that. I think there's a fear factor of getting things wrong, and I think soccer was before recently seen as this kind of elitist or if you say anything wrong that the soccer fans are going to pounce on that's you that's still true it's less that's true very though. true it's, it's less, less true, true but it's less it's still true, true. But, I, but, I, but that's what i'm saying i think there's a fear for a, a sports broadcaster to say something wrong an example is eric perkins two years ago uh called fifa fifa and our fans jumped down his throat about that really 
which is it's a, bad. That, that is it's, such a Tim Hayes thing. That is a super rookie <laughs> thing to do. Tim Hayes is all over him. Yep. But it's just it's not a way that you want. It's not a way to get these people to be more engaged with your sport. Whereas if they make any small slight mistake, that you lambast them for it. And so I think there's there's certainly a fear factor that they're going to pronounce something wrong. And and much like the NHL, there's not a lot of Smiths and Johnsons playing soccer. There's a lot of you know Tiago Calvanos and Pablo Campuses and, and things like that. So it's it's hard to wait. We're pronouncing a campus now. <laughs> Camposes. We're we're literally pronouncing that. I've been pronouncing that wrong for years and years. What now? have you said? Campos. Like a heap. Guys, we're still yeah, like recording. a compost heap. Oh, we're still, okay. Sorry. Yeah, we're still let's shift, let's shift gears here, guys. No more soccer talk. No, I, I just, I think that's Brandon part and Stuart back from the bathroom. <laughs> yes. And, and criticizing it already. Uh, I won the sword fight. Yes. Really? But I snorted more coke, so it worked out in the end. Now, winning a sword fight means you, you peed longer? I peed longer. Or did you destroy his stream? Uh, Stu was doing so much coke, he was just spewing everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he oh, peed so on me, he peed you, all over the place. You can tell place, by how hyper so. and excited I am. But if he peed on you, I feel yeah, like he won. Out of my mind. He's got a long drive ahead of him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. As that was said. a movie, right? It was a movie. Okay. It was uh, three and a half hours long. Three and a half hours. Six, of seven, eight DiCaprio hours DiCaprio and Jonah Hill just out of their minds. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. But, man, people love Scorsese so much, they just forgive him every single every thing he does Every indulgence that wrong. he has. Yeah, The exactly. Departed was awesome. Departed that was, was awesome. It was, but it was kind of, there was a bunch of holes in it if you watch it like the second or third time. Yeah, but we go, York. ah, fucking Scorsese. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis was so freaking good in that Which movie. is like which most is, of his, 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 yeah, exactly. yeah, his MO yeah. is just being I would like to see good. him do like a teen like sex comedy just to show up like in something with, you know. Yeah, like, yeah Daniel Day-Lewis as the National Lampoon's guy. Exactly. Like Adam Sandler and Daniel Day-Lewis. And Billy Madison. Directed by Chris Columbus. Just some American Pie 7 still fucking pies, you know. Eugene Levy, Daniel Day-Lewis. Exactly. That's a great bill. Uh, he's really good, and he's a guy that I want to love because he's amazing, but I also want to hate because he's so over-serious about you know He's one of those yeah. guys that's he's so a, he's serious. An he's an artist. Process. Process. Yeah. 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 I mean, the My Left Foot, I watched it in film class, and it was like the greatest whatever, and There Will Be Blood. He was unfucking believable in that. But I also want to be like, you hear stories of like, oh, he doesn't, Respond to his real name on sex. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's, he's in the accent. at home. He doesn't. Res- could his you, wife doesn't call him his real name. I mean, in a way, if you don't, it's one of those things where, like, if you think about it for five seconds, oh, that's cool. And if you <laughs> think about it for ten day. seconds, you're like, what a fucking yeah. idiot. Call like, me the could fucking you butcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, dude, how terrible it's a are Saturday. You? We're not recording. <laughs> We're, We're at a restaurant Patriots. playing like, putt putt golf. Yeah. <laughs> It's a windmill you're talking to. You're it's throwing knives. You. It doesn't have speech. Stop moving, windmill. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs> it would be the most obnoxious, annoying, and we just yeah. sort of just don't think about it much. We who go, oh, that's who cool. Else, who He's else committed. is that? Bale is a guy like that, right? Christian, Christian Bale, Bale is, is one of those. It. And it's, what's really funny is when like former comedians try to get into it. Remember Jim Carrey for a while? A couple of his roles are like, yeah, I mean, when he was the Grinch. <laughs> not He's, the Grinch, but, <laughs> you know. When he was whatever, you know, he was in character the, the whole hat. time. He, like, he, he's uh, a space Mike cadet Myers. now. He's a bit of a space cadet now. I, I think, think he's an ex- okay. anti-vax guy. Yeah, right? he is, he is an anti-vax guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask Jim you Carey. a question. I don't want to get into politics because I We're don't like getting politics? into politics. Oh, wow. No, I, I just, I was honestly asking. I'm, I'm trying to think of this question to, to uh, bring the, the political nomination, whatever. What is the Stu, you may know. What is the Democrat equivalent of Donald Trump? 
Um, the only two people I can think of, and I think I might be wrong. Al Sharpton. I was going to say Alec Baldwin. That's a good one. That's a good one. Or Bill Maher. Al Sharpton would be my guess. Just Bill Maher has, he's got more substance, it would seem, than a Donald Trump. Yeah. He's, the only other, the third one I can think of would be just Donald Trump deciding to be a Democrat. Sure, that's, <laughs> sure, that's a good one. Well, he did support, he's, I would I like say option C. Yeah, I would he's say been the, a Democrat, so I just was wondering. I would say the Democratic version would be Martin Sheen demanding that everyone called him Jed Bartlett <laughs> and just ru- <laughs> running as his the character West from Wing. the West Wing. People <laughs> being like, actually, I kind of like this. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Sorkin just and, like, scribbling just furiously. It's kind of a cartoon character. Fox anchors, you know. Yeah, just, you know. yeah. I mean, he's obviously making fun of all of us, but I would still vote for him. Okay, so that, that would be the That is the best answer I've heard so that's far. That's, is, that's he's right. just well, deciding good. that's who I am. Okay, yes. good. And we had to tie um, it to the last subject that we had. That was really good. You guys are professional. I better really stop this recording. This is our 100. All right, we've I got... I want to finish uh, off with one more thing. Ever, okay, do we... Uh, First of all, did we ever say where we were on the second recording? No, we I missed we the, uh, <laughs> the context. We're at Inside Brewing. We're at Inside, Inside Brewing in Minneapolis Inside on Hennepin Brewing. Avenue. It's There's uh, nobody very left. Good. There's nobody we've, here. We've, we've chased everyone out. The beer is delicious. The brewery is kind of an awesome spot. It it is. Is. It's a very it's nice spot. Yeah. John, you've got a uh, legitimate question. I, to do I actually want to know the answer to this. Eric is, like our friend Liz, who's a nacho enthusiast, Eric's a Reuben enthusiast, mm. so I want your top five Reubens in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Or your philosophy on what makes a good Reuben and what makes a shitty yep. Reuben. Can I, I make just, one at home or not? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It depends on where you get. By the way, I tried your upside-down nachos again the other day, and it didn't work at all. From what I've heard, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I've that's, tried it twice now. I gave it another chance. It didn't work at all. Again, it's in desperation times. You uh-huh. only do it when everything else is lost. See, I imagined you ordering nachos at a restaurant and being like, sir, could you bring out an extra plate? I'm going to flip these things upside down and go to town. <laughs> um, it would only work if you had a ton of liquid cheese sauce all over it. See, and then liquid it cheese sauce into, is key to a good nacho. Then it turns into nacho. Then yep. it turns into a dip. Then, then it's a soup. Into, and yep. it's good. Yep. Uh, then it's seven-layer dip on top Otherwise, of you're fucking, you're fucked. Yeah, I will yeah, do the exactly. Reuben as, as long know. as I can also do the old-fashioned answer. See, nobody cares about old fashions because we're not from Wisconsin. Shit. And we Wisconsin didn't go to the University fashions. of Wisconsin. I never had and a single old-fashioned And also, Barry Alvarez is a child molester. That's true. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. That was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He speaks for Big Ten hockey. <laughs> I mean, WCHA with Big Ten hockey. Uh, okay. Angry Ruben. Um, I actually just had a Ruben at Cecil's last week. Which I have is heard that is fantastic. One of uh, probably the best one I've had. Why? That's is the it best one. Just, just general flavor or super the, messy, the, not messy? The meat to kind of gooey Swiss cheese. And Thousand Island ratio is on point. I'm not a big sauerkraut guy, and so Cecil's has a lot of sauerkraut, and for the fact that they were able to mask the sauerkraut with the meat and cheese mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You can't have a cold Reuben. You can't have nope. a, a, a soft bread Reuben. It's got to yep. be a kind of panini-pressed Reuben. Like a, a crusted rye. Correct. Right? Yep. Okay. That's, you know, it's the think like the crust of a fantastic grilled cheese. Like, that's what you want your Reuben bite to be like. Uh, and overflowing. Um, Bewitched in downtown Minneapolis has an amazing Reuben. Where is Bewitched in downtown Minneapolis? North I work Loop. in downtown across Minneapolis. North, so Loop, right? North Loop. It's, it's on Washington, kind of across from Smack Shack. All right. Um, they have an amazing one. Uh, Urban Subs, a chain, a subs chain, has one of the best I've Rubens. never heard of Urban no Subs. No kidding. Urban Sub, yes. Oh, I wouldn't have expected I, that. I highly recommend that. Uh, I expect Stag. Bewitched. I mean, that's a sandwich aficionado yep. shop right there. That's Urban a great Sub. sandwich spot. Uh, Red Stag in uh, Northeast has mm. an amazing Reuben. Um, and Bennett's in St. Paul. 
All right. That was an amazing Reuben. Have you That's ever had the one at Manning's over here, which is about seven blocks away? I have not. That's a good Reuben, too. Okay. I'd like you to. Can you get a I'd good like Reuben in Blaine? Get over there. <laughs> Can you no. get anything uh, good in Blaine besides soccer? And like pure Let's racism. Stick to the soccer. You okay. can get great soccer okay. in Blaine. Yeah. What, that? what was that place? The tavern? The tavern has the tavern has good that food. Bricks food. has good oh, food. Oh, I've been yeah, there. There's, there's, there's the good one places. place I've been to in Blaine yeah. that yeah. I liked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yes. I didn't. I had no idea that Blaine had a restaurant. Like, well, like, it's, it's, it's connected tavern. to the one in a diner, right? They're the same. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's why That's it's nice. Good. Yeah. So yeah, my, right now, but it's it's fresh in my mind, and that might be the case. But Cecil's would be the top Reuben in the. We should have done this at Cecil's. I would have loved to do that at Cecil's. We also had a listener submitted question. Oh my! Are you aware that your phone can take pictures of things other than pizza? Uh, it works yes. if you point it at anything. It's yes. not just pizza. Uh, my dog and old fashions. That's the only Those three the things, only three things, things that are possible to be photographed. Now, how did you know go to the weird Wisconsin and then get, not get into old fashions until you got to Minnesota? That's oh, you're from Minnesota. Never mind. I'm, from I'm, Minnesota. I'm explaining my way through this. So. Good. The we weird thing that about that listener question. Good talk, me. The listener question was actually from Brett Favre. Yeah. Really? You can also take photos of your dick. Oh. <laughs> and, oh. and Harris yeah. a woman with them. So yeah. You can do that. Okay. You can do that's that. That's number four now. That'll follow me on Instagram. That'll I might need you to write thing. down a longer description, and we'll post it on the website of the top five Rubens. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, we that can do that. Uh, old Fashioned's really quick. Parlor Bar in Minneapolis. Uh, Aren't all Old Fashioned the exact same? No, absolutely not. No, there's, there's a thousand There are some terrible really? renditions yeah. Everyone's of got different recipes. When you mention Old Fashioned, it's like, okay, big deal. I know where the no, best no, There's a base recipe, but everyone's got their own spin on Yep. If there's a slice of orange in there, you're done from the get-go. Too sweet? No, it, it's, got, it's got to be a, a peel, and I sound really fucking snooty saying that. But yeah, you, you sound really. It's not soccer practice. Old fashions are not soccer practice. That's right. what I'll say. Um, <laughs> parlor, Lurkat, Birch, and then the 19th floor of Wilson Park Tower Apartments, which is my apartment. <laughs> are we all invited over to your apartment <laughs> for old fashions? Yes, absolutely. Are you hitting on us? I am. I'm, I'm flirting and hitting Finally on all of us. Finally, a guest yeah, hits on so us. That's, like, that's what you would say if you were hitting on somebody, right? Yeah. You know, I know where time. the best old-fashioned is. This that's, is the first time somebody's ever apartment. invited us back to the apartment. You know, like, I know where hey, we get free old-fashioned, guys. Finally. It's a little hot in here. Maybe I'll put on some music. Finally, the foursome we've been waiting for. There you go. All right. Why are you wearing a Cosby sweater? Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I will make them in front of you. I will make them in front of you. I promise. Of, of anything like that. Too I late. Apologize. It's yeah. too late, actually. That's why I'm offended. Because you should have said it sooner. That's true. It's too late. Lead off with the Cosby joke. We didn't get to any of the Premier League preview stuff I wanted to get to, but that's a shame. I think we talked enough soccer I think for, we for one podcast. Everton. <laughs> I think we bored the shit out of enough people. You have 12 <laughs> seconds to talk about Everton. Uh, Lukaku needs to go. Leighton Baines is hurt. Ross Barkley's the shit. I love Jared Delafeo. All right. What's your favorite restaurant? Uh, Happy Gnome. Uh, really? For food and drink? Yes. What's uh, an overrated restaurant we should just avoid? Don't worry, nobody's listening. Yeah. We're an hour and 23 minutes into this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's listening. Um, uh, what's the uh, the taco place in downtown Minneapolis that's on? Taco Barrio? Bar- no, no, no. La Cucaracha. On, uh, on Hennepin. No. It's a big one. Chino Latino? Oh, no. uh, Lo- Rosa Mexicano. Los- yes, yes, overrated. Good. Sorry. I agree. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, best uh, place to get a uh, beer in Madison, Wisconsin? Brats. There you go. Okay. Anywhere on the way out of town. Wow. It's a terrible town. Terrible Jesus. city. Just rude, <laughs> rude to the be guest. wiped off the map by National <laughs> He invited Guard you over for Old Fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. doubles down. And you're just doing More this. Old Fashioned I hate you, too. Wisconsin. I hate everything <laughs> about this, you. John. John, we know this. Well, guess it's a threesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, all right. All right. 
Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for yes, having thank me. Thank you, guys. Eric. I, I, I think this may have recorded. Do you Dur- wanna, Durkee with 17 E's on Twitter. Yep. That's right. Yep. At All Durkee. 17. Last name first letter at Vikings.com. Just, just keep going. We got to get that in on this version of the podcast. Do you want right. to pin Minnesota United for the three people who aren't Minnesota United fans and are still uh, listening? Sure. Next home game, September 2nd. Well, this will probably be posted How come there is one home game? It will be. Home the NASL hates us. The NASL hates us. I remember the schedule coming out and being like, so there's no home game. We started our season with a bye. Yeah, we started our season with that's a bye good. week. That's that's strange. Yeah, we have we have four October games and one August game, and we had a friendly in July, and that was about it. Friendly, yep. yeah, friendly. friendly exhibition, friendly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm aware. Yep. Oh no, we love we, the term we love friendly. Cool. All that's right. the way to say our, it. Our good friend Clarence hates us referring to all Vikings exhibition games as friendly. Now. <laughs> I love that you do that. I'll <laughs> just edit that. And he it, hates change. Yeah, different and things. in March when we start calling spring training games friendlies. Oh, that's I can't be wait for that. <laughs> it's going to be so that's awesome. That's going to be wonderful. <laughs> it makes me happy to oh, know I'm that we've got like... It. Exactly. Is it March yet? <laughs> so many years of trolling ahead of us. Oh, yes. It's going to be beautiful. All right. Will Minnesota United make the playoffs? Absolutely. Awesome. Would you say that if we weren't recording? Absolutely. Would you like to say anything inflammatory about Bill Peterson before we go? He's the NHL commissioner. He says crazy things. He's back down on his pro uh, relegation stance. He's back today. down on every other thing he said. Uh, Do you think he knows he's being recorded when he talks to people? Yes. yes. He's a crazy person. If I go to a game, will Jocelyn Jordan sing a Led Zeppelin song to me? I don't see why not. 100%. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Something off the fourth album, Zosa. And, and affordable beer, and we have seven to eight food trucks at every home game. Awesome. And you're all out in the there. press box. And you're all out in the press box. Sliders. For sliders. For sliders. 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 We're going to dig through sliders John's and cargos. Okay, Sliders and Straubs is the name of the show. Sliders and Straubs? All right. Yes. Got it. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Wait, I had another. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.